It's time to rock and roll! Hey, how's it going, uh, listeners? This is, uh, we're back, Wolf Press Podcast. Um, yeah, it's been a little bit of a hiatus, a little bit. Um, joined by Diego Crespo. Diego, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. Yeah, we have to tell everyone how we had a blood feud going yeah. on for the last month. We uh-huh. couldn't even be in the same room together. There's mm-hmm. definitely no pictures of us in the same space over the last couple of weeks hanging out and having good times together. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know. I just want to say uh, before we officially kind of start this that, uh, yeah, this uh, it's been a little hiatus. We're trying to we were trying to figure stuff out um, in regards to, uh, you know, in regards to the strike going on, kind of struck movies that are being, um, you know, talked about right now. Um don't want to sort of promote them in respect to the strike so yeah that kind of yeah that's kind of the you know what we're what we're kind of want to you know say before we start this which um all support to the strike but we're getting very creative with topics so um i have a, a friend twitter pal um on as our guest um he works for discussing film we're all friends with you know everyone there so welcome to the podcast, James Preston Poole. How are you doing? Good. Glad to be here. Um, took 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 us a while from our scheduling finally worked out. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it was a it was a busier month for for all of us, even even without the like the trying to figure out like what to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, on online. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, we're glad to finally have you here. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself because we maybe we're not we're not going to talk about more recent released horror stuff, <laughs> yeah. um, but horror in general, like how did you discover it? Like, do you have like a, a big love for it? Um, do you have like uh, a favorite like like entry point for you? Like, be it a movie, TV show, video game, comics, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, just to tell us a little bit about right. your, yourself with that. So my love for horror, uh, which I am definitely a big horror fanatic, so whenever my um showed me Stephen King's It miniseries, uh, back when I was about five, didn't know it was gonna hit me. Completely traumatized. Didn't touch horror until I was about in high school, and then from then on, all the slasher movies like Freddy, Jason all that kind of stuff, then graduated to Saw, and then just started consuming basically everything I could. Um, I'm all about horror. Uh, I'm all about genre film in general, but there's just something about horror that taps into, like, those primal emotions, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of kind of why I gravitate towards the genre. Plus, it's, it's one of those only kinds of areas of, you know, media where they just let themselves run buck wild with these crazy concepts. Yeah, that that's really true. And like, I think everyone recognizes now that like, you're going to find more original ideas in horror movies right now because mm-hmm. the budgets are lower. Um, and for whatever reason, people are more willing to engage with like a man that could enter dreams, you know, mm-hmm. like for, for horror, it's like, oh yeah, that's a scary concept. And no one questions it beyond that. Or if that exactly. happened in like a drama, people start asking questions. Now I'm not saying whether that's good or bad. It's just like kind of the truth of the matter. 
And I, I don't know what the deal is with that. Frankly, I'm not looking for answers. I, it's just a funny, like, question I, I've, I've noticed in, in regards to stuff. But yeah, horror feels like where we can let a lot of stuff like loose out into the world. Yeah. yeah. Right. Horror is completely unafraid of looking stupid, and that's why it's so effective so much of the time because they really will just put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, sometimes you can tell when maybe they're pulling their punches a little bit. And that's always when it's a little disappointing. And I'm that's not me like saying like I want stuff to be inherently edgier or stuff like that. Uh-huh. But it is a genre where you can kind of you can poke the boundaries a little bit of like what's okay and what's not, you know. And a great exactly. filmmaker will be able to know when not to push too far also. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Or a great horror artist in general, too, because we're going to talk about books today. Mm-hmm. Um, very studious yeah 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 I, I learned how to read finally specifically for this podcast recording mm. um so this is a this is a big deal for me <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i guess uh I, i'll guess i'll ask right now too how did you come to work with discussing film how do you how do you know our buddies there yeah so i want to say um through twitter really <laughs> oh, yeah. i've i've known their uh, managing editor uh andrew for a little while mm-hmm. and um we would often just um you know shoot shoot the shit talk about uh movies and dms back when back when there was a lot of stuff happening with uh with various studios um it would always be kind of like the most respectful arguments and discussions so we have eventually i just pitched to them and um you know we we came into a good working relationship and i've really enjoyed uh, writing for them they kind of they they let me cut loose in a way that i haven't really gotten to do with a lot of publications before so i i love all them there everyone i've met from discussing film has been absolutely great and uh happy to continue that working relationship yeah we're we're big fans of theirs um definitely uh i guess uh, like some of the most supportive posts on social media about the strike and mm. for the strikers has been through discussing film. <laughs> and I think that just caught yeah. a lot of people off guard. Um, mm-hmm. So I always, I always want to shout them out for that too. Cause uh, that was um, really, really great to see. Not that I could just be friends with these people in real life, but it's like, okay, everyone here can, can put their money where their mouth is. And yeah. Yeah. So that was, um, it, it's just been very nice to see. So it's, it's good to hear that you've got a, a good relationship with them too. Yeah. And I wholeheartedly agree in terms of those posts I think people people need to hear things in blunt terms yeah. of like because the studios are refusing to pay actors fairly instead of just saying because of the strike because that that really is what it is at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, banger tweets or zines. Yeah. yeah, I mean that is Sorry. like um uh, this is the last thing that we can move on to the actual topic mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah. But like right, that right. is that that is a big um like difference for how this strike has gone down versus the previous writer strike in 2007 2008 and the i don't know when the last actor strike was but i think it it has made a big difference for how the public has has perceived it it's not just discussing film they get a lot of credit not not all of it because many people have put their Mm -hmm. money where their mouth is now but Mm -hmm. i think we just understand like there's a lot of like inequality financially and and inequality all around unfortunately right now it's a little hard Uh (laughs) everywhere um Mm -hmm. and i think people just know bullshit when they see it and they know uh, hey, the workers are saying they're not paid enough to work. They you should just pay them more. 
Like you can't lie about that anymore. It's like just just take care of your workers and you won't have this problem. But um, there's no yeah. reason there's no reason yeah. to sugarcoat it. We all see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um hoping for the best for SAG, uh, because they deserve everything the writers got. Uh yeah. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Um hope that all works out. Uh, but yeah, this is our Halloween special. We're talking about mm-hmm. scary, scary books. Um, so we talk a little bit about your origins with horror, James. Uh, Gene, mm-hmm. I, I, we kind of know each other's like origins yeah. of horror, yeah. But um, we we have more listeners this year than the year before. So why don't you just give <laughs> us a refresher of yeah. your <laughs> your history with that? Do a do a cliff notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, just kind of uh, stumbled into it, I guess. Just uh, always enjoyed certain movies like zombie films, um, especially. Uh, yeah, zombie films, uh, you know, Godzilla movies, I guess. Uh, that counts. Yeah. Um, Godzilla and, you know, counts. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Universal monsters. But uh, yeah, just kind of uh, when I was doing like short films and stuff in college and everything, uh, all the horror sort of lent itself to not having any money uh for anything <laughs> so uh yeah i just kind of focused more on that because i was just kind of the niche i fell in but yeah more or less yeah just found it um really appealing uh appealing just kind of went with it and uh yeah um enjoy a bunch of uh horror movies now so yeah yeah uh i think horror does have um like at first it was disreputable because of the low like budget the low quality aesthetics of it and then now it seems like we've all kind of embraced that. Like, I, I don't remember if this movie falls under the jurisdiction of the of the struck company stuff. So I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. going to mention what it is, but I saw something very recently and I'll I'll shout it out again once the strike is over and the writer and the actors win what they deserve. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it was just so like inspiring and it felt like a bunch of like excited kids got together and made like a really gross, scary movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just so much fun. And I was like, yeah, that like you can only do that with this. Like if you try to make like a really fun like drama, like you can probably do it. It's just it's probably way fucking harder. You know, yeah. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. you can't have as much fun with like gore effects in the drama. If you put a bunch of gore in a drama, you're going to make a downer or you're going to make something really fucking goofy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, this goes back to like the old pulp comic books, like the EC comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're fun. Which, yeah, we are super fun. And I only discovered those through watching George Romero's creep show finally last year, the, yeah. the great late George Romero. Um, and that, uh, uh, yeah, that probably led to, uh, the comics code authority, those comics. Oh yeah. Cause they were like, hey, this... yeah. yeah, no, no. The comics code, uh, guys. They're like, uh, yeah. If anyone knows that the comics code authority just kind of, uh, you had to like get it approved. So there's like stuff where it's like Spider-Man comics that are, there's about like there's a comic that was about not using drugs and they're like no you can't use drugs at all even if it's a positive message so they just did it without it and then i don't think it exists, exists anymore either. no i, so, I, I yeah. think it's it's sort of been disbanded or disbanded yeah don't care about it anymore which is always great mm-hmm. um, yeah don't like what does mm-hmm. guillermo del toro say like you know be like like disrespectful you know yeah, like you don't, don't yes like, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I love that guy. Don't don't worry about respecting authority, you know. Like, yeah. There it's usually stupid. Here's the truth about life. This is the right. one thing that we can all agree on. No one knows what they're doing at any point in time 
we're all just kind no, of winging it. Really, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, just just have a good time. Get a good time. Um, what's really a good time is Stephen King books for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not all the time. <laughs> not all the time. No, but, um, no. There's some. Write, there's some. Yeah. When you Mostly write that guns. much and that fast, like you know, you're you're gonna swing out. A yeah. Couple times. You have that much drugs too. Hey, hey, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's no shocker to anyone who who's listened to the podcast, but like my favorite Stephen King book is the original It. Um, I I would never say it's perfect, no. but I think it's yeah. all his weird interests and fascinations like cobbled together into like this like insane text. I have to admit that I've not read the dark the, the doc the Dark Tower series yet. Okay, so I, I I need to. Oh, everyone tells me I know. Well, it's I know like this, 17, 17 books in that series. Yeah, but it's I'm excited to, to read that eventually. But yeah, for like his straight horror stuff, like it was is, is like seminal for me. I also saw the '90s movie, um, which I think is very underappreciated. Also, not perfect, yes. very not perfect. But uh, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who mm-hmm. was a John Carpenter collaborator, and I think a very very underappreciated filmmaker um, when he was working regularly. But uh, yeah, was so Tommy that... Lee Wallace the guy who made uh, Halloween Three: Season of the Witch? Fuck yeah, that's the incredible yeah. background. Yeah. Hell yes, Halloween yes. Three. Yep. One more day till Halloween. I know. I got. Yeah. I have, oh my god, I haven't done my my annual thread of the Halloween like the the theme of the TV show mm-hmm. or the the TV commercial. Get your silver yeah. shamrock masks ready for tomorrow, boys. Yeah, I know. I actually don't have one, which is. Yeah. Kind of embarrassing considering how hard I've swung for that movie Alternate in the last ending. couple of years. Yeah. Alternate ending, Halloween ends. Shamrock. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well let's 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 avoid the more recent release, Gene. Um but yeah. yes, there there's stuff to say about that. Um uh plug, I guess. Brilliant. Listen to the Halloween retrospectives we we did over the last couple yeah. of years because crazy um, ending. Th- those are fun, um, even the bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that the Tom Lee Wallace movie was like a a, a gateway drug to me because I was a scaredy cat for a long time. I didn't watch a lot of horror movies, and if I did, mm-hmm. they were like fucking petrifying to me mm-hmm. until I was like seventeen, eighteen, mostly eighteen, and then I was like, oh okay, I got really excited about like filmmaking through people like Gene and our friendship and like learning the the nuts and bolts of this stuff, and like I was like, oh okay, it's like I I could recognize. Obviously, I knew it wasn't real, but it was like. Oh, okay, I could see all the ins and outs of this, and I was like, okay, from there I can like read all about horror filmmakers and other horror writers, and like look at all these books, and oh, I found my way back to Stephen King's It, and I'm like, oh, this is a big book, mm-hmm. I should Good read enough. this. You can hurt took... someone with that book, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Use um, it as a blunt object. Yeah, you could murder <laughs> someone with that. You should not, but you could. Um, that'd be a good. That'd be a good like premise and murder weapons of book. <laughs> I'm sure someone's done that somewhere, but it somewhere, sounds yeah. very funny. It sounds very funny. <laughs> Completely um, original thought from us three. We can use it. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah, that that's the I mean, that's perfect for horror too, because it's like, oh, a, a killer stalks students in a high school or a college. And it's like, how many movies are like that? And how many times will I pay to watch every single new one in a theater? Every time. Infinite. Yep. Infinite. Yeah, I'll yep. just keep doing it. <laughs> like if it works, it works, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it like kind of changed my life, I guess, in a way. Um, it's also why maybe I've not been a fan of theatrical adaptations of it. Um, 
but uh i it's it's such like a a heartfelt like strange book i know yeah, people don't don't like the weirdness at the end there's one thing i think everyone agrees is like not okay in that book and right. I'm like, oh yeah because yeah. you oh, just yeah. know if you know the yeah. book you know what i'm, I'm talking about right. um but like uh, the turtle i'm actually cool with i, I like, like i want more of that because i'm like what the f-? that can only come from someone's like bender mind yeah. you know like it's, yeah. it's not a it's not a James, normal human thought to come yeah, up with James, something like that james is also pro turtle yes oh, james with, without a doubt I'm so disappointed every time an it adaptation is made and we don't go into that cosmic scale. Ugh, if if I had the chance, if I had the chance to do anything with it, it would be exclusively that damn turtle versus the deadlights. Yeah. <laughs> Cowards. Well, bookend. He should bookend the saga because like it, I think it could be one movie, but it has to be like three hours long. So I'll call yeah. it a saga, right? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. You bookend it with the turtle, you know, like like mm-hmm. you're you're telling an old storybook, and I, I think it would, I think it could totally yeah. work. Everyone's it's, a coward. I agree with you, one hundred percent. The turtle could be like the crypt keeper telling the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> incredible. You're cooking, Diego. You're cooking. Thank, thank you. I, I I try really hard, but um, Jane, before we go back to Gene, mm-hmm. um, yes. I guess let's just let's dive into it because I'm that's not even my favorite horror book. I just wanted to talk about it because I love it so much. What is uh, your like a favorite horror book of yours? Like if you had to recommend someone, this is the bee's knees. You gotta read this over the weekend. Oh gosh. So there's there's two huge ones, right? The mm-hmm. one of them is kind of cheating because it's mm. not necessarily I don't know if you'd call it horror or more of like a noir thriller, but genuinely the book that's probably gotten under my skin the most has been Stieg Larsson's um the girl with the dragon tattoo okay um which is, at, at the very least is involves a lot of horror um mm-hmm. but that book has always struck me but if I had to have a complete number one fits neatly into horror it would again be a Stephen King book it would Ooh. be Pet Cemetery. oh okay uh, that book is in ultimate feel bad time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the bad. very the very thought of trying to resurrect a loved one or even a pet and them just coming back wrong, not even like necessarily like a zombie, but just so uncanny valley wrong just plagues my nightmares. And that book is so bleak in a way that I think predates a lot of um, a lot of uh, recent films that I won't talk about because yeah. they're struck, but uh, um, it's, you can see its influence all over the place in recent yeah. horror, I'd say. That's yeah. A good one. yeah. Yeah. That, that's a great one. There, there's more recent approaches to that story that I've not vibed with. Mm-hmm. Um but that that book is terrific, and it's it's easy to see why someone like Guillermo del Toro wants to adapt it, mm-hmm. um, because I think he's been on a little bit of a mean streak lately. Um, nonetheless, terrific. But I, th- I think his his work is getting angrier. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, yeah, and that's that's a very nihilistic book. I, I'm I'm glad you brought mm-hmm. up that yes. aspect of it. Uh, 
I mean, if if Nightmare Alley counted as a horror book, that would be that would be way up there too. Yeah, but that one's mm-hmm. that one's so genre bending. I can't even classify it. Yeah, it's um, I mean, like you mentioned, like the kind of the the noir aspect, and I I think the beauty of horror is also that it's so flexible as a genre, you know. Like, Absolutely. That's that's why these these nerds, Gene and I, and probably you included, are like, well, is it like, is it a horror movie or is it more like a a, a thriller with like horror elements or whatever, mm-hmm. or like even when more recent stuff would come out, like stuff that's even nominated for Oscars, because of that, people are like, oh, it's elevated horror. It's not just horror, or it's more of a psychological thriller. And you're watching someone's brain being removed. I'm like, that's not psychological. <laughs> that's that's a physical effect it just had on a person you know yeah. like to me that's horror it's fine I like uh i like the bruce campbell quote where they asked him what elevated horror was and he was like what's that yeah <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know no y'all y'all are y'all are so right um uh-huh. it's so fat i think what it all stems from is that horror was such seen as such a low genre um for so long and completely unfairly that that we're all just cowards. We all can't just admit it's all horror, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, that that's a pretty good book. Let let's swing around back to Gene really quick because I want to know yes. your favorite horror book, Gene. Yeah, I think uh, it would probably be "I Am Legend" by Richard Matheson. Oh, you fucker! Ooh, okay, uh, well, <laughs> that that is that is my favorite. Oh darn. Book well, ever. So like we we could just talk about that right now together. Go ahead. Go ahead. More. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, one of the writers from the original Twilight Zone, or at least the first season, uh, Richard Matheson. I think he passed away fairly, you know, somewhat recently. A decade ago. But in in terms of losing the greats, that is kind of recent. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 he's a great writer. Some of the best Twilight Zone episodes. I think he was um, Eye of the Beholder. I believe that was him. So that's cool. But uh, yeah, I Am Legend. Uh, really, I don't know. Yeah, when I was reading it, it's very creepy. Makes you feel like, um, makes you feel really immersed. Where it's like behind any corner it could be a like a vampire or like a mutant or whatever. And uh, yeah, just like the way how methodical it is is really interesting. Like you know, he's killing vampires and just like all the uh, nuance of it too, because it's like revealed he is um, evil, I guess. Mm-hmm. right right well he, he is like he's the monster yeah he's yeah. the monster there you go the twist yeah. like the twilight zone um but yeah i mean it's 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 my favorite thing i've ever read um mm-hmm. and i i read that one in fuck i must have been it, it was like right before the movie was coming out the the will smith one. Oh yeah I, probably like 14 yeah we don't have to we age ourselves right now but yeah, okay. um, but yeah uh, i was i was i was a younger guy mm-hmm. and i was really excited for that movie and i read the book and it just totally blew me away because i i was expecting like like an action horror movie you know like aliens right. or something yeah and what i got was just like an eye-opening story that i'd, I'd never really experienced before mm-hmm. where it's it's it ultimately comes down to to uh, robert neville realizing that he's not like like humanity's like done that that's maybe the first time that idea was ever presented to me in a work yeah. of fiction it existed outside of that for a longer time longer period of time but for me reading that book i was like 
oh, it's like over. Like, no one's going to save him because maybe he shouldn't be saved. Uh-huh. And he's he's been hurting these people. It's their world now. And like just those concepts like were were so much for my brain to handle. Like I'm I'm kind of like shocked I even responded positively. Like there was never a point where I wasn't obsessed with this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After I put it down. Yeah. Um and yeah, so it's this great like sort of science fiction story. It's just great horror drama. Yeah. Um it's it's also I, I think you mentioned like the the mythological aspect, Gene, because like it, he is legend, you know that that's him. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's also understanding like the weight of telling stories that become legends in our world by telling a legend in a fake world that doesn't exist, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's so good. It is it, it still feels like I, I'm waiting for that that great adaptation yeah. down the line. Um, and I, I believe I'll get it one day, mm-hmm. um, but it's I don't need it. Uh, no, this like... book this book is everything for me. I I, yeah. I need a, a poster of it. Like I'm not a collector, but if there was a giant poster of it, I would spend more than I'm comfortable admitting on this podcast to get a, a poster <laughs> of it. All the giant, all the vampires and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, got those... chills. I, I got chills. Add... Oh yeah, go ahead, Gene. Oh no, I was going to add the short stories were also good. At the very end of the book, oh, yeah, they, they they added uh yeah yeah because it's like they uh they adapted that in the trilogy of terror the the shot was it like the little stabby doll oh Remember yeah what are those little guys called um oh. I don't know I'm sorry yeah. I I didn't see trilogy of terror I the know doll. trilogy of terror yeah it's the yeah. doll yeah okay the little doll guy little doll just like stabbing people yeah and <laughs> that's hey, terrifying who too who doesn't like creepy dolls creepy dolls yeah, are isn't all that the terrifying? Rage. Like a little doll that could like stab you, but like stab you in like your like your your feet or your like knees. Can't really defend that. I mean, you could kick him. You could kick him, but like you know, he's fast. I guess I don't know. I mean, I'm older, but I'm I can still run. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have knee problems yet, so mm-hmm. it's going all right for me. You just gotta wear full Kevlar at all times to avoid something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's getting colder, so I'm gonna be sleeping with like seven blankets soon. That should mm-hmm. like that should help a little bit, right? To get me in my sleep. It'll stop so, a yeah. knife. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know how we got there, but anyways, um, let's see what what other horrible. I mean, we don't have to stick to like Stephen King specifically. It mm-hmm. does feel like he takes up a lot of real estate. For horror stuff, and you know, yeah. for, for good reason. For good reason. For good reason. Yeah, he's, he's not like some hack. <laughs> no, he's not. Really, yeah. yeah, he's Definitely kind of like not. the guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, how could you not take up that much real estate when you write as much as he does? Like, he's probably written three books uh, just since we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still writing. Yeah, his son's writing too. His son's a damn good writer too. Yeah. 20th Century Ghosts, definitely highly recommend if you all haven't read that. Great. Oh, no. I'm not um, yeah, uh, could could you tell me about it, actually? Because I'm significantly less familiar with his work, but I did read um, no, Nose for 8-2, and then... Uh, or no, no, right. Yeah, and then um, In the Tall Grass, the that was the Rolling Stone short story that he co-wrote with his dad. Yeah. And yeah. I actually really responded to that, and 
maybe there was something that came after that that I responded less kindly to. But that that short <laughs> story is very good. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so um, obviously there was a rather big adaptation of one of the stories from 20th Century Ghosts that we will not talk about. Mm-hmm. But um, that anthology collection just goes through so many different subgenres of horror that it kind of has a little something for everybody. And uh, I believe Joe, Joe Hill is his name, right? Joe Hill, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe Hill really, you could use this whole book as almost a portfolio of him as a writer, like an introduction to who he is as a writer. There's this great story. I forget the name of it where um, that's about this, uh, editor of like a horror magazine that receives this really twisted short story and he must find the writer of it because it's so effective and he goes to this person's house and it basically turns into texas chainsaw massacre and it's so incredibly uh like you can you can feel like the grime coming from this house that he describes it's like wandering into um it's like wandering into a weekend at Rob Zombies. It is it is fantastic. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then oh, of course there's there's one about a haunted movie theater that I think y'all mm-hmm. would also really enjoy. Just mm. just check out any story from 20th Century Ghosts and you can you can see that uh this man's he's got the juice. He's got the juice. This is got no nepo. Yeah, this is no nepo baby situation. <laughs> he is he is the real deal. Yeah, him and uh, him and Jack Quaid are the only good Nepo babies. Yes, <laughs> agreed. Uh, yeah, and credit to Joe Hill because he's going by yeah. Joe Hill, not not his uh his given want, name. Yeah, I want to know the origin of uh like why he chose Joe Hill because it's like Nicolas Cage was like Nicholas Coppola, but he loved Luke Cage, so he just like yep. went with Cage. I wonder why Hill was that like that was like a like a last name he responded to. Maybe it's a tribute to Deborah Hill of Halloween fame. Oh, maybe, oh, yeah. 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 There we go. Now, see, that's a way more touching suggestion. I was going to be like, oh, because his dad's king and he's Hill, so it's king of the hill. That's totally what it is. Yeah, <laughs> like, Damn it. <laughs> no, I, I like your answer better, though, because that's like really touching. And I I also have a um, produced by Deborah Hill shirt. Same, um, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was that the uh? Oh, was it Tease on Sen who had who had it? They don't have it anymore. But it was... I think it was um Supriyaki. Mm-hmm. Super yeah, okay. Supriyaki might still okay. have it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I think there was another one, but yeah, there's there's been a couple uh supporters of Deborah Hill, thankfully, right? Um, because you know we don't have that that franchise without her influence on it either. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So respects and uh, R.I.P. Um. Oh, there was there was another book I wanted to bring up that's fucking okay. Well, this isn't like uh, this wasn't the one I was going to bring up, but I just have to mention it right now. Did anyone else read Lord of the Flies like in grade oh, school yeah. or high school? Yeah, I had to read that legally. Yeah, legally. <laughs> okay, because that's <laughs> honestly that's not like horror in, in the conventional yeah. sense. It's but, horror. I mean, yeah, kids yeah, get fucked horror. up in that. Yeah, kids die. Yeah. Um, the the kid getting crushed by the boulder left a pretty big impact on me when I first yeah. read that. Piggy was it? Yeah, Piggy. It was yeah. Piggy. yeah. So somehow I have never read Lord of the Flies. Really? Um, oh. Yeah, I guess I just never had an English class where I had to read that. So I feel like I've absorbed most of that book through just cultural osmosis. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rewatched the Simpsons 
parody it, of it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's shit. That's how we consume most horror stories, right? Like, oh. I definitely, I definitely saw the Simpsons parody of The Shining before yeah, I got into that book. The Shining, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so many good treehouse of horrors. I was gonna say, absolutely. So many, yeah. Also, is it a, like they were? It's better. I don't know. Maybe some are good, but like they just do like parodies now of like random things. Yeah. For the treehouse of horror, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, uh, they did a great, I guess, like send up of the Raven because it's not a straight parody. Like it's like yeah. a, mm-hmm. it's actually kind of unsettling. It's like an adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. When you watch that treehouse of horror, it's like it's funny because it's Bart as the Raven, but it's like. This is this is kind of like scary. Yeah, it's scary. It there's some like scary actually. Trios of Horrors is gonna. Sorry if I go on a tangent, but uh, no, go for it. The one where it's like Homer gets uh, in the 3D world and then he gets like stuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, that uh, was creepy. yeah, that was creepy. Yeah, he's like erotic cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know I what always, that was till <laughs> I always bug the shit out of my girlfriend with like quoting something from that. <laughs> I forget if it's that episode or. Is that the same time travel one? Uh, time oh. travel. Is so it where he uses the toaster to time travel, or oh, no, that's yeah. a different one. That's a different, yeah, because he messes yeah. up the the future, yeah, because that's the one with like Willie. Every yeah. episode had Willie getting like stabbed in the back with an axe for some reason. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then he's but like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. That one definitely caused some kind of uh, existential crisis for me back then because I'm like. Wait, if you change one thing in the past, it'll mess up your future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I was saying, I I always annoy the shit out of my girlfriend by quoting that part where he like lands on the first like fish to crawl up out of the <laughs> ocean. He's like, oh, I wish, I wish I hadn't killed that fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good. <laughs> that show's the best. Yeah, I love that one. I was gonna say I heard that, but they've gotten better, so it's like got bad is it bad and then it got good again or uh, they so... all they say that every year there there are yeah. Simpsons fans that cope every year <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I, I tap out at season 11 yeah yeah uh but that's that marks kind of a good transition i guess for uh i i'm interested to know what were y'all's gateway like kids horror books because i know oh. I know what mine was for sure. Do y'all remember um Vanicula? Oh yeah, the Dave Pilkey. No, no. Underpants, yeah. Oh no, I don't know this one. Please uh, oh, explain wait. the lore. So uh the, the Dave Pilkey one, I know what you're talking about. You're thinking of Dogzilla. Oh Dogzilla, tight, okay. Which was tight. Okay. That was that was cool too. But Vanicula was mm-hmm. I think like from the point of view of like a dog and a cat who's like family adopted a new bunny and um they think the bunny is like a vampire because it's like sucking the color mm-hmm. out of vegetables mm-hmm. or something like that. But it, you know, not not super scary novels. But if you ever get a chance to look up the covers of those books, they are pure nightmare fuel. Like, yeah, it's, it's you, like a real life bunny, and then they like, yeah, they they, like... they put like fangs and like red eyes on it, and. uh like that is a sleep paralysis demon right there on that cover. <laughs> Manicula, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that I, I remember reading that. That one was like really, yeah, creepy. Haunted. I don't know if it haunted my dreams, but bunny vampires. Of course, of course. But what what were y'all's gateway horror books? Like 
I guess the, the the kiddie pools of horror yeah. books for you. Scary, scary I mean, stories to tell in the dark. I I miss that one. Oh, and okay. I, I just want to say because I want to hear your stuff on that, Gene. Yeah. I got to say, as someone who did not read that uh, as a kid and saw like the the drawings and such as I got older, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I read that when I was like eight or ten or whatever." I'm like, "What the fuck? Those are like terrifying drawings. Yeah, like, horror like fucked me up. What do you yeah. mean you used to read that when you were ten? Like, oh my Isn't god." Yeah, there's stories about like hangings or stuff like that in it, or ghosts, right? Yeah, those yeah. those were hardcore. Yeah, those those went some places sometimes. They were like trying to terrify kids, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It was like uh, Goosebumps. Is that Goosebumps I read... is 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 the big one for me? And I I'm yeah. I'm noticing a trend because I I have the other title I was going to bring up, but I'll bring it up after the kid section okay. stuff. Um. Because Goosebumps, I yeah, I'm right there with Eugene. Um, I don't remember a lot of them, but another Ooh. one that really stuck out to me was the blob that ate everyone. Oh yeah, I remember Ooh. because it's like it because it's kind of it's like kind of a riff on the blob. Specifically, the blob, yeah. I think the '80s version of the blob. Yeah. Um, the blob uh, knowingly or otherwise, it's it's very similar. And then it ends. You know, the the human saves the day, whatever. And then you like kind of cut back to the like the the reader telling perspective, and it's a bunch of blob like creatures talking about like oh that's a sad ending the blob should live and you're like you're right the blob should live and eat everyone and then mm-hmm. they rewrite it and then the story ends and it's <laughs> like Christ. yeah that's and funny. i was like i was like what <laughs> you could do that like mm-hmm. i don't feel like they should you should be able to do that you know like when i'm reading that as a younger guy um but that one really like also struck a chord with me it's not mm-hmm. obviously not on the same quality level as i am legend but right. it was another one where I was like, "Oh, it's just, it's it's over. It's not about yeah. us. That's strange, mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta do some thinking again, <laughs> you know." Um, it's, it almost sounds like a spiritual uh, remake of "I Am Legend," in a sense. <laughs> but with with blob people. Yeah, people. Yeah, I was gonna say, was Goosebumps actually scary, or was it like, oh, probably not. Kid brain, probably, okay. probably. Uh, yeah, because I remember like some. Like still kind of hold up, I think. I don't know. Where it's Goosebumps. like someone gets their mask stuck on them, right? Oh, that was a horrifying cover. That yeah. always that was always the one I couldn't I couldn't even look at. But it's like no, I'd say yeah. I'd say Goosebumps is kind of scary because the endings to most of those were pretty bleak. They always yeah. kind of leave you in a in a bad place. <laughs> yeah. At the very least, though, I, I think they're perfectly enjoyable as adults as like super campy. Mm-hmm. kind of um horror stuff but yeah i think for kids at least those those still bang they're still pretty scary yeah yeah i, I like the mention about like the campiness because i they rebooted it as a movie series twice um mm-hmm. or they tried right. it twice and then they there's a tv show going TV on show. um no? that no one's talking about so yeah. oh well um but there's like i don't know the the covers like I'm i'm looking at a bunch of them right now and i'm like yeah those those covers those are super fun. <laughs> like, yeah, those are super cool looking. Um, and I don't remember like most of these stories. No, there's one, either. the horror at Camp Jelly Jam, which if if that's not a camp title, I don't know what is. <laughs> but yeah. I I remember the the face on that cover of the person, um, and that's just that's a scary fucking image. It so is. yeah, mm-hmm. hey, it works when it needs to. Is yeah. the end result of Goosebumps. What I love about Goosebumps, and I swear, I swear, this is the last thing I'll say about Goosebumps. No, I no, no, go for it. The entire pod about it. Um, is some of their endings are just out of left field. Like there is, 
there's this story called like nightmare at camp blood i think where the whole time like all these campers are disappearing and then at the end all of the disappeared campers come back and the kids parents who are dressed up in astronaut suits come in they're like you kids passed the test now we're ready to go to earth <laughs> it's like what this whole thing was like set on another planet why mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was also kind of was like okay that's that's what i love about horrors you can just be so out of left field yeah there you go yeah and you just know there was a bunch of people that were like that's the stupid ending the most stupid ending ever and then another group of people that were like oh that was awesome you know mm-hmm. like, exactly <laughs> um all right, so the the other one I wanted to mention that's not Goosebumps, unfortunately, because I would actually be down to just do a fucking deep dive on Goosebumps, but I, yeah. I'm woefully mm-hmm. un- underprepared for that right now. Oh, no, yeah, same. <laughs> um, uh, we'll start story... to it next year. <laughs> oh, hey, I- I'm down. I'm down if you guys are. Uh, this is Hell a yeah. short story written by Nathaniel Hawthorne called Young Goodman Brown. Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think we actually read this in the same class, Gene. Um, probably, yeah. probably. <laughs> Um, but it's it's about a this this uh, puritanical guy from New England who um, he basically just it's about him and his relationship to the town and I, I actually don't want to to give it all away but I, I'll just kind of jump to what stuck with me about it and I think it's a, just a through line of horror stuff I like now um, mm-hmm. he he's like has this weird relationship with his wife his family the people in the town. Um, and then at the end of the story, he comes across all of them uh, in surrounding this big bonfire in the woods and like they're they're doing some occult shit. And um, he wakes up like a cold sweat, the whole like, you know, like, oh, oh, oh everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he but he doesn't know if it was a dream or if it was real. And it doesn't matter because now his perception of the world around him is so changed that it's like it doesn't matter if it was real or not real. Like he's never going to trust any of these people again. And they're never going to yeah. trust him again. And it was mm-hmm. just like, it, it's a fucking, it's a wild little short story, but it only gets wild at the end before that. It's like, it's just normal weird. Um, uh-huh. But I would really recommend that. And I'm kind of surprised more people don't talk about that one, frankly. Um, yeah. But it's a, it's a good one. Someone should do a short film about that or something. There you go. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's it's also just free to read like all over the internet because it is from like 1835. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, like, yeah. Anyone can just go ahead and download a PDF of it. Uh, it's like the yellow wallpaper. You all know that one. I've heard the name. Yeah. I okay. Don't think I've read it. I don't. I read it once, and I it didn't make as much of an impact on me. So let me just pull up a, a thing. But it's it's also yellow wallpaper. is also, um, public domain now. It's published in 1892. You can just grab a copy anywhere um mm-hmm. but it's it's like this metaphor about like this woman dealing with like the constraints of like the patriarchy and she's like losing her mind and she's like obsessed with this the the yellow wallpaper right mm-hmm. and um it's a lot you can trace like a lot of modern feminist horror to this even like the really nihilistic approaches about like a woman trying to gain control over her own agency right Right. Like this this isn't the definitive story about that, the yellow wallpaper, but you can trace mm-hmm. a lot of those like um the origins of like the guilt and like the 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 inability to care for like anyone other than herself because of the constraints of 
a male dominant society put upon her but it's it's all metaphors and shit like that like this is this is a lot of like later text coming to this story um not that it wasn't there but like revelations of it are are more um like well-founded now that we have a as a society a deeper understanding of what's wrong with society i guess right um yeah. but yeah also free check it there you go two free horror stories what other mm-hmm. podcast is going to give you two free horror stories to check out i don't know none none yeah, none. yeah. yeah. look at that look at us now <laughs> <laughs> if we're um, if we're going back in time that far um I'm surprised y'all haven't brought up Mary Shelley's Frankenstein yet. Oh, yeah, I, know. I, I know. What the fuck is wrong with us? We're hacks. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's another one. I feel like I don't know if this happened for you two, but I had to read it for an English class. Yeah, same. Yeah. But I uh, did not. But I read it later because, yes. you know, I, I was just interested. That book is so incredible. I feel like hmm. it, it knocked me off my ass whenever I read it. Um, just because that 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 to me feels like the anti um, pet cemetery where yeah. kind of out of a monster something like real consciousness and real um, real emotions real humanity is born but everything around the monster hates him <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and that that has always stuck with me and that slow. I think self-actualization, self-realization of what he is is what makes that story so uncanny because once you open that um, Pandora's box of of uh, messing with messing with creating consciousness, uh, mm-hmm. you can't close it again. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, no, I'd agree, yeah. Also, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's also, yeah, like none of the adaptions really cover that either, I would say. Mm-hmm. None of the like old universal sort of stuff, or maybe even the hammer versions of that. So yeah, definitely read that book for sure. Absolutely. I yeah, guess I mean, it's is is that the best horror book of all time? Like I don't know. I don't think I've I don't think I've read enough to definitively yeah. say like mm-hmm. Ask Stephen King, yeah. Yeah, there for you go, real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Stephen Stephen King it's kind of a weird guy. He'd probably give some like way out of left field answer. Mm-hmm. Probably, <laughs> probably yeah. say, he'd probably say Benicula, honestly. Benicula <laughs> too, yeah. There you go. Um, no, I bet I bet the best horror novel of all time is probably like some kind of like sixteen hundred novel none of us have ever read or heard of that just has this evil energy around it. But yeah, I hope. I hope to never discover what the uh, scariest novel of all time is, because that would mean that my search is over. That's a good way of looking at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I'm really glad you brought that up, because I think I-, I never would have forgiven myself had we not talked about something that seminal, like not just to us, but to the world. Of course. You know? <laughs> like yeah. There's a reason people keep going back to that text, and it's it's more than just like the imagery of the lumbering um dead man with the screws in the side of his neck you know like Mm -hmm. what you brought up like thematically and all the ideas behind it like it's it's something i think a lot of us are still curious about now yeah you know and all all this stuff about like like if society's not gonna allow you to to do something you're gonna try to do it yourself and Mm -hmm. just the the pros and cons of of you know taking that leap and all this stuff about faith and science and mm-hmm. 
uh, gay subtexts, which oh, is, right. more people are, are are drawn to now more than yeah. more than ever, or at least they're talking about it now more than ever, which is always mm-hmm. great and fun. Um, Mary Shelley, head of her time. Oh yeah, like she's Very like one of the so. definitive head of her time people. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's that's terrific. That's the cover of this episode, Frankenstein. Yes, we're gonna make people wait till the end of the episode to talk about it, but of course, <laughs> we gotta um, build hype somehow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess as we wind down, anything else we want to talk uh, horror related, book wise, or yeah, uh, I guess I'll go with one that I just uh, started reading. Um, I've so. I don't know about y'all. When it when it comes to reading books these days, I usually do audiobooks because I drive a lot. Yeah. It's a good way to pass the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been listening to the audiobook of um William Peter Blatty's uh The Exorcist. Oh, okay. And I'm I'm really enthralled so far. Um, much like with uh its adaptation, it um it took me a while to kind of come to this text. And I just don't think I was prepared for it when I was younger, but now giving it another shot, it's a, it's resonating really well. So, I mean, who knows? He can completely blow it in the end, but so far, um, the book is, the book's pretty excellent. High, high recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, William Peter Blatty is another fantastic writer and um, all of this stuff is very like, I hesitate to say faith-based, but because he mm-hmm. himself was religious, but mm-hmm. I think the beauty of his works is that you don't have to read them as such. Like the the narratives and the, the themes work regardless of whether or not you believe what he believed, and that was kind of his hat trick, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I'm very curious about Legion if you ever read it. That's the sequel book he made, which eventually became Exorcist Three, the film. That's the um, plan. That's the okay. plan for sure to move on to that one. All right. Good luck. Um, mm-hmm. I I love that book and that movie so sweet (laughs) yeah those are uh those are real winners in my house just nerves yeah uh james (laughs) thank you for also like covering our asses with like frankenstein the exorcist two very big important horror things in general not just for books and we didn't mention them you did so thank you for that (laughs) oh no no sweat at all (laughs) um uh, gene final final thoughts on horror stuff Oh no! It's just uh, it's fun to read. It's uh, it's good to have a horror movie in your mind sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's you know like it's so fucking cliche to say now, but it's like sometimes it's scarier to to not be able to see the monster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? it's, and true. Like, it's, yeah, it's true. Sometimes it is. Yeah, and some sometimes like poor witch. Uh, oh yeah, which is the fucking scariest shit ever. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, need to rewatch. I'll try to rewatch that. Yeah, you should. I need a VHS player because I want a VHS, VHS copy of that. That's the only movie I want a VHS copy of, though, just because I feel like it'll be scarier. Yeah, probably. So, ha- so how are y'all planning on spending your Halloween? Oh, I might on a just Tuesday play... night. Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get home. Uh huh. And then I might just stream Resident Evil Eight. Yeah. Um, oh hell yeah! Yeah, because okay. I, yeah. I have not played Resident Evil Eight yet. I this is this is just background, but I'll explain just for James. Uh, I started streaming a little bit on Twitch during uh, that first year of the pandemic when like no one left their homes for like six to nine months unless they they had to for work. Unless they were crazy, right? <laughs> or or were forced to to make a living. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, because we live yeah. in a fucked up country. Um, one hundred percent. 
but uh, I started doing that and I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play Resident Evil 8 when it comes out. And I was like, wait, mm -hmm. I'll make a promise to myself and the, the five people that viewed my Twitch stream that I would not play it until I stream it. So I've got a whole setup. Um, I even got a, a PlayStation for the new Spider-Man game. For whatever reason, the oh, yeah. audio is not just, just clicking on there. But I, I have mm -hmm. it hooked up to my PC too, so I'm just gonna play Resident okay. Evil Eight. And there you go. If I, yeah, well, if share I, share that link, please. Oh yeah, no, I definitely will. Uh, and if I struggle horribly at that game, no one can make fun of me. So I beat it. I'll help you out in chat. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's like keep pressing X. I know. Keep it's just like yes. <laughs> I'll play it in like the easiest mode possible. I don't care. Yeah. I don't. I don't play games for the difficulty. I got. I got no. stuff to do now. So yeah. it's just you just play for the story. Yeah. 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 And I, I loved Resident Evil 7. So we, we can talk about Resident Evil 7 all day, but I oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm a I'm a big Resident Evil fan and I was looking forward to it and I just, just never did. So but what about yeah. you? What are you doing for Halloween? Uh so you know, you actually brought up a VHS. So I have um like a tiny little tube TV that has like a um a VHS uh port on it. So I've been trying to collect all the Universal um, monster movies. So I oh, might, okay. you know, might fire up Frankenstein, might fire Ooh. up like Island of Lost Souls or something like that, and just yeah. kind of let the let the black and white image consume this small little room and get in the spirit. I don't know. It's it's been so hard to get in the Halloween spirit because it hasn't been very cold yet. But Ooh. now that the, now that this cold front rolled in, I'm at least in my area for. For background, I live in in Texas, um, and our weather is super unpredictable these days. But mm. it's finally getting to that getting to that right mood right now. No, uh, we actually. Cool. I mean, I don't know about your side of LA, Gene. We're like on the opposite side of the downtown yeah. area, right? But um, the uh, the the temperature's not been cold until like literally yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Like exactly. literally last night, I woke up and I was like, "Hey, I'm kind of chilly. I, I forgot what that was Started like." Started shivering, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm busting out all the blankets tonight, and I'm I'm so happy about that. But yeah, it's like I went to a pumpkin patch and it was warm, and I was like, "This is not, this is not okay." Like, are these pumpkins like, going to survive this? <laughs> yeah, like this is, it's, it's not the same, and that, yeah, that's a whole other, other yeah, it's a whole gaggle of issues we are not equipped to discuss tonight. But you know, it's um. <laughs> Halloween, it's fun. I'm glad you mentioned that it was a little off too. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. I've been watching horror movies, um, but I'm not like living horror just, movies. Yeah, you know, I'm not like yeah. bathing myself in blood and stuff like that. Uh, fake blood, obviously, for like parties. Mm -hmm. Not, I'm right. not. Of course, not strange. Um, no, I get, I get it. You have to say that for the podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> you see, like police at my door. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is our Halloween special. James, yeah. it was great to meet you. Thank you so much Absolutely. for joining us. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. This was a delight. For um, sure. Ideally, we can also talk about unstruck stuff uh, the next time you swing by, but uh, we could we could talk about that in the future. Where 100%. can the people find you online? Yeah, so y'all can find me um, on Twitter or X, I guess yes. it's called. Yeah. Um, at, at James P. Pool. Um. You can find me on the other Twitter-like apps. Either I actually forgot my handle, so I'll just, I'll just, I'll just scratch that. I don't, I don't really use them to be honest. Yeah. But... Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm staying till like 
it just ends I guess. yeah no for yeah. real I, i'm i'm not going to even try to go onto another app um yeah uh instagram you can find me um it's just james preston pool mm-hmm. and uh if you want to look at my any of my work you can find that in my link tree on um, instagram uh, but I primarily do stuff for discussing film. So just look up my name on there and I'm sure I'll have some article with a hot take out soon. Oh yeah, there you go. We love our hot takes. Hot so takes. The more the merrier. Of course. Yeah. Um, and then Gene, of course, I'm just going to just say you can find all of our stuff in the links down below. They're always going to be down in the links down below for Gene and I. Right. So uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, oh, Gene, any final thoughts? I'm not going to cut you off. So uh no no i don't think so yeah just uh just read it's fun to read it is fun to read reading is great reading is cool uh audiobooks are also totally fine though especially if you're driving a lot yeah la traffic is fucking absurd uh (laughs) thanks everyone for listening thanks for watching like and subscribe if you didn't like this podcast like and subscribe anyways because you might find something to do like all right happy halloween take care we have been professionally unprofessional (laughs) 